0: Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and joining me on this beautiful uh, Wednesday afternoon. I almost forgot what day it was. Uh, I have with me a drag performer. Um, he uh, performs at Dick's Milwaukee, works at Dick's Milwaukee, um, uh, part of the Milwaukee Drag Alliance. Uh, I'm excited to talk to him a little bit about his, uh, his artistry, his performances, and his uh, why he does what he does. So, Blended Joe, thank you for joining me. Hello.
1: (laughs) How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, It's nice to meet you for real. I know we've had a few conversations online, but um, I mean, and I can't even say this for real because it's still virtual, but nice to meet you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, likewise. This is how I've been meeting people lately, is this way. And I mean, hey, it works. We're in real time, technically yeah um what did you do today um not much uh some
1: conversations on um uh, facebook messenger i've been messaging people a lot because i'm working on putting meetings together for the milwaukee drag alliance but besides that today's been a pretty chill day
0: yeah i okay. hear you i um yeah i didn't really do much i did some writing uh i write for the milwaukee music scene so I published a couple things, and then I made some burgers, and then I had a DQ Blizzard, and here we are. <laughs> it's my first you time made having made some burgers. You've done a lot today. I mean, if you can call that a lot. I feel, to me, that's like barely getting started, you know. But uh, I like your hat, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I have to wear a hat because um, <laughs> I'm a
1: balding bitch, so, um, <laughs> it, and it frames my face well, so.
0: Yeah. fabulous I am a big hat guy as well I need to step my hat game up more because I always just wear like baseball caps usually but I want a hat you know I want a big floppy hat or something I need to yeah. I need to get better hats
1: yeah and this kind of gives me my like um Carmen Sandiego fantasy or um uh, even like Beyonce Information, formation the big black rim hat so um, oh yeah I like that Carmen Sandiego I used to play that shit when i was a kid
0: <laughs>
1: yeah there's Gosh. a show now there's a show now on netflix
0: are you serious
1: yeah yeah it's an animated television
0: show they have like two seasons it's really good wow damn that's cool i and that that does bring some nostalgia because i remember when i was like five i used to play that game um, well, anyway, so what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we examine love and fear, passion, creativity. I'm very interested in what uh, keeps people going. And uh, so Linda, Joe, we've been, like you said, we've, we've like talked over social media a little bit, you know, friends on like all the networks. Um, but yeah, I've, um, so I've known that you're a performer. Um but yeah, we've, I haven't, I, we were talking about this before the, before we started recording that I need to get out to more drag shows. Um, I've seen a couple, but um, I've been meeting a lot more uh, drag performers and it's quite frankly, it seems like it's a real fun time. So I got to make it out to more shows. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, right now, you there's ways you can see shows digitally, because there's not a lot of places doing in-person drag. And those sh- shows have been pretty cool. Um, I did a show with Tinderoni out in Chicago, um, virtually, called I think it's Throwback Attack or something like that. And um, you, we do uh, m- m- music from the 90s, and it was a lot of fun. Um, it's on twitch and a lot of drag shows are happening on twitch um bitch pudding is another big one who uh has um a weekly show every friday that's really big and pulls in some really popular drag queens and they have a big audience so i think that's a good one to watch if you can't go to a
0: in-person drag show Wait, that's hey that's uh good to know i'll uh be looking into those um yeah. i saw um it was like some drag. I think there was drag and burlesque. Part. What is it? The um, it was in uh, March and Sylvia hosted um, it. OK, uh, Horgasmo. That was it. Yeah, I did yeah. see Horgasmo. OK, that was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that was yeah. that was really cool. But, yeah. And um, that's
1: different. that's I'm glad you brought that up because there's um, the way people are doing drag online. Typically, it's like the queens are making the art all on their own and then submitting that to different you know to whatever show that they're doing but with like Horgasmo the show that she did with um this is it a bar here in Milwaukee they bring the queens in and record them performing like they would at a bar so
0: yeah sure, sure, sure. yeah that makes sense um well uh, I guess I'd like to hear a little bit about um let's take it back a little bit so for one are you from Milwaukee I am not. Mm. Probably not from Milwaukee. <laughs> I'm from I'm from
1: Houston, Texas. Um, I was born in Memphis, Tennessee, but I was raised my entire life. Oh, oh, all the way until adulthood in Houston. Mm. Um, yeah, I moved here after I graduated college in 2013. And I've been here ever since. Let's see. What, what
0: uh, brought you here?
1: Um, I moved up here. Uh, my grandmother actually lived here in Milwaukee. She moved here in 1998, I believe. And um, by the time I was in college, she had started her own business um, doing transportation for kids and families through um, like uh, grants and contracts through this, the county of Milwaukee and then some other little private contracts with other school districts. And so I moved up here to work for her and write contracts and then the the goal of me coming up here was to write contracts for her and help her grow her business but i ended up just driving kids
0: <laughs> sure sure um wow growing up in houston texas um so I take it you weren't really used to winter all that much were you
1: no i wasn't i actually i hate the cold I hate snow. It, I mean, like, the idea of snow is cute. I, I like. I, I think snow is pretty, but I don't
0: want to live in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let alone, like, four or five months of it, you know? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, tell, I
1: used to tell people this a lot, actually. So growing up, my impression of snow, I thought snow only fell on the grass and the sidewalks. I didn't know it fell on the street too and stayed there you know so i had this idea that oh it'll snow but you know like it doesn't affect the roads or like travel or anything like i had no idea that i was gonna have to be like plowing the snow from around yeah. my car to
0: drive yeah <laughs> you learn about salt and <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. all the the slush and just everything that comes with everything it's, that comes it's
1: pretty with. the yeah it's pretty the first day and every day after that it's just trash yeah nasty black gray nasty
0: slush (laughs) yeah Yeah, i i hate the cold too i i so i grew up outside of chicago came to milwaukee six years ago for uwm so for someone Mm -hmm. that hates the cold i didn't really do myself many favors uh going even Mm -hmm. further up north you know but Mm -hmm. eventually I I'll take the the heat that's in Houston right now. I'll take that over how bad the winter gets here. That's me personally. Same. Yeah, I've uh I've been to Austin a couple times. I've never been to Houston.
1: Houston is better. I mean, I'm biased, but uh, (laughs) Houston. I mean, uh, well, Austin is cool. You know, Austin is it's a big college town. It's very similar to Madison, where um, although I think. Austin is probably a little more diverse, but it's like a lot of parallels. It's the capital. It's got a flagship, the flagship university, University of Texas. And, um, you know, the the art and culture scene there is really like, you know, weird. Yeah. There's a big art and music
0: scene there. Yeah, it's right up my alley. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, so, uh, how long ago was that when you moved here to Milwaukee? 2013. Okay. So it's been seven years now. Sure. Let's see. Um, so I'd love to hear a little bit about how you started getting into drag. Like, where did it originate? Uh, you know, when did it become a thing for you?
1: Um, so drag actually, I think I've always... Had the idea of doing I I remember being a little kid and like pretending to be the pink ranger and like putting both of my legs in one side of my shorts and like, you know, um, putting a t shirt over my head and trying to (laughs) Impersonate uh, Kimberly from the Power Rangers, but um, the first time I ever got in like drag as I do it now was in 2016 The first time I got in drag and wore a wig and put on heels and makeup and stuff. I don't know how old I was. But I did it in high school for sure. I did a boys' beauty pageant and won mm. in high school. So okay. I do have a crown even though I've never won a pageant <laughs> uh competing against real drag queens, I did win that one in high school. So
0: sure. Let's see, so when you did it in twenty sixteen, um like what what was what was it for? Like what was the occasion? Was it like just a casual thing or did you like do it for something specific.
1: Um, you know, it was I. What well, I got in drag and left my house to go see Bianca Del Rio. Um, she's a drag. She won season six of Drag Race. She tours around the country doing comedy, and um, I was a big fan of hers and still am. And I went to go see her, and I was like, "This is the right time for me to go out and drag." But I had been practicing at home doing makeup. Um, and like getting wigs and things like that, probably about six months before then mm. or uh, four or five months before then, because I started doing drag and wanting to really pursue drag in 2016, just cause I needed something different. You know, I wanted to, I was actually in a pretty like low place mentally. Like I was going through it. I was kind of depressed and I was, going to work and coming home and then I just binge watch drag race, go to sleep, wake up, go to work, repeat, you know. Mm. So um, I was like, you know what, I was watching it so much. I was like, you know, I can do this. I have kind of like a a history and a background of performance and it's something I'm missing in my life and I'm already down and maybe this will give me the like jumpstart that I need. And
0: that's why I started doing drag. Sure. So you said you have a background in performance. Like, what kind of performance were you doing prior to that?
1: Um, So I have been on stages since I was a little kid. I used to do like little theater play or like little plays at church. I grew up also. That's I mean that's another long story. But I grew up in the church and I was very involved in like the dance ministry and the um, the choir and doing like little church plays. And then outside of church. I danced for Radio Disney, they had like a promotions team and you know I got hired on as a dancer at 14 and I would go to all of their promotional events and dance and like pre-concert events I would dance when Disney stars would come through. Um, yeah and then I was a cheerleader in high school and college. Oh
0: uh, yeah, yeah. So that That's right. where
1: I get the peppy attitude and that's why I'm, I kind of always have a smile on my face.
0: Yeah 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 for sure um you do have a smile that lights up the room so. <laughs> oh thanks you're welcome um so um when did so after you started doing it uh when you after you first you know did drag four years ago when did you start you know performing getting your persona of, of sorts like when did that follow suit um not long after so like after
1: that first time I went out in drag to go see Bianca Del Rio um like I kind of liked the reception I got and I you know I was like you know what I can do this I want to I wanted to perform more and I wanted to put myself out there and um I didn't immediately start looking for opportunities but I definitely started practicing more um and then I got my first gig um I did air quotes there for people listening to the podcast (laughs) Um, I had my first gig at This Is It um, and they asked me to come and host this little like Vogue competition after party for some other event that was happening in the city and I mean I was terrible. I was late. I looked a mess but that was my first gig about uh, you know a few that was April 2017. And uh, from there, it just kept going. After that gig, I had a gig the next week and then the next month and then I just kind of kept looking for opportunities and creating my own.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Creating your own
0: DIY, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. at Public House, uh, River West Public House, I worked there. I was bartending there um, part-time, like on the weekends and stuff. And I was involved with the collective and i really wanted to um create something cool there and also help the collective because at the time um river west public house was kind of struggling so i was like you know this is a great opportunity for me to create a cool event do drag host a show and bring people in to help support this bar and um that's when i started doing my own show ever for west public house
0: sure. cool yeah, yeah been in many shows there. Yeah. Um so uh, tell me about uh, Linda Joe your persona like tell me about Linda. Uh,
1: Linda um I don't know I don't know I I think Linda is me and I am Linda. I don't think there's a separate personality or like persona that she kind of takes on. I think when I'm when I'm dressed up and I'm in Linda you know, I'm a little more sassy. I'm a little more, you know, um, put together or try to, you know, try to put on this thing. Like I'm in drag now, but Linda and, and me are the same. You know, there's not much of a, I, I used to try to like put on an affect of my voice, like kind of talk like this, and like. but that di- <laughs> that that died pretty quick because <laughs> it was just, it, was, it, it didn't feel right to me. So Linda is me and I am Linda. There's not really much of a difference. What you get here is what you'll get with
0: her, except she she might be a, a little bit more catty. So that being said, like, what are some like uh, routines or perform part of your performance? Like, what are some things you do?
1: Um, Linda is a dancing girl. She likes to dance, twirl. Um, I don't know. There's nothing that uh, like. Everything is different. It's always a little something different with what I do. I say that I like to I like to surprise people with my performances. I like to give them something that they weren't expecting a lot of times. Um, so I do like a mashup, like from a really old song to a really current song and or even like a switch of genres that they just didn't expect. Like I have a mix where it goes from Miley Cyrus into like um, Jay-Z and uh, who else is on that song? I don't. Uh, and uh, two chains and like it just like you know the dichotomy is really cool. Really cool because it goes from like Hannah Montana, you know, the best of both worlds. It's I'm setting you up for it. You know, you get the best of both
0: worlds, and then it goes into nice. That's dope. That is cool. Yeah, exactly. um, I like it when you know performers can like you know shift the vibe so like you know spontaneously like that. Um, yeah, um, so you mentioned uh, you are part of, involved in the Milwaukee Drag Alliance. Tell me a little bit about the organization for those that don't know what it is.
1: Yeah, so the Milwaukee Drag Alliance it actually, it started with just a message, you know, um, I was kind of trying to put a feeler out there between me and some friends about whether or not um, we should start a movement similar to what they did out in Chicago. Um, If people are unfamiliar in Chicago, they had a big, um, I don't even know what kind of word to use for it, but (laughs) all the Queens that were marginalized, kind of got together and said, Hey, you know, we're experiencing discrimination and unfair treatment. And we feel like certain people need to be held accountable. And that from that, they spurred the um, Chicago black drag council and um they had a big town hall they called some people out it was like almost national news it was very well known in the in the drag scene and the gay scene but um it kind of put a fire under all the other drag communities around the country under their ass to be like hey maybe we should also speak up about the injustices we face and um so we started having a conversation, and the conversations led to us kind of organizing and deciding that we wanted to put a letter out, asking for the bars that we've experienced discrimination from, or experienced microaggressions, or you know, um, transphobia, or you know, otherism to to marginalized groups. We thought, you know, before we get to, because I don't think our community is is as bad or had as many issues as maybe Chicago did, but I thought it would be good for us to like, you know, let's stop it before it gets there. This is a good preventative measure for our community to one, hold people accountable for the shit that has happened and gone wrong, and two, to prevent it from getting any worse. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We put out the letter, um, and from there, it's it. I know it's the time of this recording is like mid August. We've, we put out that letter at the beginning of July. And um, for, uh, for the most part, a lot of people I think are looking at what we've done with the letter and waiting to see what's next because it's been kind of radio silent. And I think it's because our group is just trying to get by day to day. There's a lot of people in our group that are still, you know, just struggling to make it day to day mentally and physically. So I think me going into it and putting it together, I was already exhausted because of all the other things going on in the country. And, you know, living in a COVID world where a lot of racism is being exposed and a lot of nasty things are happening to, to brown bodies, I think it had worn me down already. And by the time we had gotten everything together and put put the letter out, and we received responses back from, you know, this is it from, excuse me, from Dick's and from Hamburger Mary's, most of them positive. Um, we, I don't know, somehow there's there's a lot of people involved in the organization and nobody fully took charge. We didn't have a single leader holding the reins, like driving us forward. So I think that um, it kind of, I don't know, it kind of, it, it got derailed. I think we, we slowed down and we lost some momentum, but hopefully, you know, we're in talks and working to get some meetings done like this week and next week. So hopefully, um, by the time this podcast is out, there will be some more movement, some more energy within the Milwaukee Drag Alliance.
0: For sure. Yeah, I I certainly hope so. You know, how do you feel like you have felt personally, like, navigating 2020 with quarantine and with, you know, the pandemic going on? And like, how, like, how have you been, what's been helping you get through it um therapy (laughs) yes same here same here uh
1: yeah i actually just started therapy um uh, almost a month ago and i just before then though this it's just been a shitty year it's been shitty for me mentally and I don't know. I was already struggling with depression and anxiety before the pandemic happened, and then so it only amplified all of those feelings. And not not having something to do really uh, fucked with me because I think me being so busy all the time, and you know, at the, at the, before the quarantine, at that point in my career with drag, I was doing drag, you know, multiple times a week, every week. Like I, I didn't have a, I didn't have a chance to check in on myself because I was so busy, trying to get ready for the next gig. And then when all of that stopped, then I really had to like sit with all my problems, and uh, that wasn't the greatest. Oh, yeah. Before Ahmad Aubrey, mm-hmm. I think, for a lot of drag performers, we were good, you know, like. We had figured out, okay, we have to redirect our energy into performing into something else. So that's when a lot of digital drag sh- drag shows started happening. And I was performing in digital shows. And then Ahmaud Arbery, and then George Floyd, and Breonna Taylor. And I think I just, once all of that started happening, you could, the energy in the air just completely changed and um a lot of online shows stopped a lot of digital content that queens were making it just kind of like went halted and it hit me doubly hard because like being a black drag queen in milwaukee um of uh, being a black drag queen period being um a black person in the united states i think it's just It's hard to constantly see people who look like you getting killed for no reason. So um, it was tough. And then having to think about all the racism that I've already experienced and deal with, it was just uh, not great.
0: I, I, um, I'm, ha- I'm happy you mentioned therapy. Uh, therapy is a wonderful thing. It has been, it's, it's a saving grace. So I, um, and I totally hear you like with, um, you know, seeing all the atrocities and injustices committed and feeling like a stagnant Um, as a result, so, um, so like, as to where we're at now, um, are, are shows happening anymore, like, is there, are there events coming, like, I guess, where is the community at right now?
1: Yeah, um, you know, uh, Hamburger Mary's is still doing drag here in Milwaukee, um, they're still doing, they, they started back doing shows, well, they never released, I think they maybe, took a week or two off at this is it but they kind of just shifted from doing their digital shows to now they're doing like hybrid shows where you can watch it online but you can also go to the bar and watch it um and there's still digital shows happening i think within the last like month um things have really kind of started picking back up
0: um and the like digital drag space
1: that's
0: cool Um, yeah good um so personally, like, what, what would you say are some of your own goals uh, in the next couple months? You know, the in this really chaotic and uh, bleak year that is twenty twenty. What what are some of your personal goals you have in the next couple months? Um. Well,
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, Really, it's just to uh, keep going, you know? I think i people have different responses to like trauma or how they cope with things. And like, you know, for me it's, I tend to freeze or avoid things, you know? It's that flight, uh, fight, flight or freeze, I freeze, you know? I'll just like halt everything that I'm doing and like just like I, I need to be safe so I'm just not gonna move I'm not gonna say anything I'm not gonna do anything and um, getting out of that is just it's like priority number one and getting out of that headspace where I feel like I like not, everything is kind of meaningless and there's no point of me doing it getting out of that kind of mindset mm-hmm. I think will be is like prior number one and then after that then I can figure out all the other shit that I want to do but I do. I wanna put out more content. I wanna keep I wanna keep going on the track that I was going, you know. I wanna put content out online, content that makes people happy and make makes people think. And uh that's that's the couple months goal that I have for myself.
0: Totally, totally. Um like you know, getting back into the gigs and everything, sort of thing. Yeah. And
1: as far as performing goes, like, outside of my home, I don't really see myself doing too much of that. You know, like, drag has changed, and this year is fucked, and COVID is real and still happening. You like, people are still dying, and, you know, and the numbers are continuing to rise. So I don't really see myself doing a lot of in-person drag. I am doing a show um, next week in Madison. I was at my... Um, one of my really good friends, Malaya Marvel, she mm. wanted me to come up it's and it 's also my birthday weekend so oh oh
0: yeah
1: yeah so i'll i 'll be doing that show, but i don 't see myself doing a lot maybe one or potentially two live shows, but outside of that um i just i'd rather just make content online for for online you know yeah sure. so. yeah
0: totally um yeah I've I'm kind of in a similar mindset too like for a long time I didn't want to do the show over Zoom like I felt like it was strictly an in-person thing but I found it's actually pretty easy doing it this way and frankly you don't you don't have to try as hard in some ways like no, neither of us have to leave our houses. I mean that's pretty nice yeah um, how many wigs do you have? oh god um i i have
1: over 40 under 50. So, huh. so um somewhere up in there like that's
0: a lot of i have a, a lot, I have a lot, <laughs> a lot of wigs. like a whole and, like, closet of all your shit like in one place
1: um i can i mean well you'll have to walk with me through my house but i can i have them all kind of like on wall like uh Like on shelving on the wall. Okay, sure. And (laughs) bookshelf, in a bookshelf on top of a bookshelf. (laughs) Nice. Okay. My drag room is a mess. Uh, So I'll try to show you as little of it as possible. And these are just the wigs. Now, I also have wigs and bags and wigs um, not yet out. But let me see if I can flip this camera. Here we go. So. And I have some wigs that aren't here because they're getting styled, but um, wigs, 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 they look a mess. <laughs> it looks a me- like I just there's wigs and there's like both of these bags over here are full
0: of wigs. Oh, wow. Yeah, Damn. that's impressive. That's...
1: Well, they're neglected right now because I haven't really put any wigs on. No,
0: they are looking sad and dusty. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope you can give them love and attention very very soon. Um yeah, um well, uh Linda Joe, it's been great getting to know you and hear a little bit about your story, why you, what you do and you know where you're at right now. I think um like you said, you know, it's like there's a lot of like uncertainty and uh, Feelings of like, I think many of us just feel very like mortal right now. And uh, um, I think that in the ways we can to build community and remind each other we're not alone. And that, you know, um, that I think that has ultimately been getting us through it. Um, and uh, I I've really enjoyed getting to know you. I think you're pretty cool. I'd love to see okay. one of your shows sometime. <laughs> yeah,
1: I have I have some video performances on my Instagram page, so if you want to check those out, you can. Um, those are the ones that you know I really like and enjoyed. So enjoyed making. So, awesome. you get a second. You got some time. You can watch that, and I should be making some more digital content too. So, fingers crossed. I have the t- the energy. to do it, but uh, there should be more digital content coming soon.
0: For sure. We love to see it. Um, All right. So, Linda, as we close out, tell me what keeps you up at night. Mm. What keeps me up at night? In a good way or bad way? (laughs) However you uh, feel like answering it.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay.
0: what keeps me
1: up at night? Binge-watching TV shows? I don't know. <laughs> uh, what have you been watching lately? Um, I've been watching... I just started re-watching um, Queen Sugar. It's a show about a, a Black family in Louisiana who um, inherits a sugar cane farm
0: mm. from their father. It's It's... Like, would you recommend it? Is it really good?
1: Yeah, it's 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 underrated. It's slept on. It is a really really good TV show, um, and I wish more people would watch it. It's sh- like it deserves its flowers. It should be nominated for awards and it's not. It's on its fourth season, and I feel like
0: not enough people know about Queen Sugar. But that's neither here nor there. For sure, for sure. <laughs> good to know. I've been I've been watching Arrested Development. Oh. It's so funny. I love it so much. Uh, What puts you to sleep? Um, I don't know. I
1: should have prepared for these questions because I don't. um, I don't sleep. I have insomnia. So uh, what puts me to sleep is uh, exhaustion. (laughs) Staying up long enough to to for my body to just say, "Okay, shut down."
0: Just shut down. Yeah actually i do have one more question that i should have asked earlier but that is how can folks support the milwaukee drag alliance support the drag scene right now what are the best ways to do that
1: okay um cool well if you want to be involved with the group um just dm me or dm someone you know who is involved in it right now um we're working on, I think we have a group, but it may be a private group. If you, if you get on Facebook and search Milwaukee Drag Alliance, you should be able, it should come up and if you want to be a part of the group, you can just request and that is the best way to get started. Yeah. We need more people to help out who have, been, um, who have energy
0: <laughs> to do it because <laughs> I'm yeah. exhausted. Yeah, folks are tired. I get yeah. that for sure. So, yeah, um, well, good to know. I'll, meet, I'll be sure to include a link to do that uh, okay. so that people can, you know, get involved right away. Well, thank you very much, Linda Joe, for uh, joining me today. And it was, like I said, it was great to get to know you. And uh, I uh, um, I look forward to seeing what you have in store, but also, like, you know, I appreciate you for having the energy to talk to me today. Um, so... Um, yes thank you for uh, watching Mr. Nice Guy everybody and uh, support the Milwaukee Drag Alliance get out in the drag scene support the folks that need it we'll see you next time